Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the Inside View Real Estate Podcast, and today we're going to be talking about should you sell your house in 2021? Hey everyone, I'm Josh Azuniga, co-founder of the Inside View Real Estate Podcast, where we give you bite-sized pieces of information and give you an inside look on all the major topics, whether you're investor, buyer, seller, or flipper. Stay tuned. All right, what's up, guys? My name is Carl Freund. I am here with the very, very handsome Josh Zuniga. Honored to be co-hosting with you, sir. He is talking um, about himself, ladies and gentlemen. No, uh, let's geez. get that correct. Come on now. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love you, by the way. Uh, really want to get into the heart of the, in the meat of this thing. A lot of people ask me very, very often, almost every day, should I sell my house in 2021? And what are your thoughts on that? If the time is right for you, and your family, I would definitely say this is probably one of the best times ever that you can sell your house. And let me just hit you with a couple of stats. You know, that leads up to, you know, why I say that. In 2020 alone, you know, the Maricopa County saw an appreciation rate for your home of 18.5%, 19% roughly. That is insane. insane. Yeah, the national average was 15. You know, just even before that, historically speaking, Arizona has always done pretty well. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, across the nation, it's usually between four to six, you know, on average. And on, and within Phoenix, you see anywhere from between seven to nine, and even sometimes as high as 13 in some areas. Because, you know, especially here within Scottsdale or within like central Phoenix, or it's just, it gets a lot of, um, it gets a lot, a lot of traction. Yeah, yeah, a lot, it gets course. a lot of attention, you know, from people that are coming from the outside. Uh, that want to travel here, and even when I, because I live in Scottsdale, mm-hmm. and when I talk from outsiders, I was like, "Hey, how'd you, how, why'd you guys come to Scottsdale?" I was like, "Oh, it's like it's like Vegas here. Right. It's like a more affordable Vegas." Yeah. So Scottsdale in itself and Phoenix is on the map, you know, nationally. You know, even I have a lot of people that even come from Canada. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of clients that come from Canada that just know about what Phoenix has to offer. Yeah. Okay, but what about the people that are sitting there saying, "Well, look, you know." I feel like there's a crash coming in 2021. I feel like the market's going to go down. What do you say to them? That's what I said. That comes down to like case by case basis. You know, again, I just had this conversation with the listing appointment um, and I'm not going to give them, give out their names. And it was like, if this is the right time, I'm going to give you the numbers and all the numbers are going to say, yes, you need to do it. But if you're a single guy and have no family, you have no kids. Yeah. You're probably in a better position to actually do something of that nature cash in, maybe buy something smaller, downsize, or maybe even rent just for a year and see if something does happen in 2201. So I gotta be very careful here. So yeah. hang on a second, before we go too far into this, we I never wanna yeah. be that bullshit agent that is on both sides of the fucking coin, right? So today we're talking about circumstances you might wanna sell, <laughs> and then next week we're gonna do a podcast, should you buy a house, right? And so what I don't wanna do is be like, yeah, you should fucking sell your house. And then next week we're like, hey, by the way, you should buy a fucking house. That ain't gonna happen. So. What are the circumstances right now, 2021, knowing it's the end of January 2021, what are the circumstances that you would look at somebody and be like, hey, dumbass, you need to sell your shit? If you're in a pinch or if you foresee something, and this is just being real, guys, because Carl likes to keep it real. Yeah. If you're in a pinch, you need to sell, you need funds, something happened with your job or something happened with you know, your business and you need funds, we need to tap into something that's going to be big. And that's usually, your, uh, as far as your investment, you have a lot of equity that you can actually use and utilize so you don't even go one to go into foreclosure or two, um, you don't have to, you know, hurt your lifestyle in some senses, maybe even have to downsize it uh, to get, you know, really into the thick of things, you know, with it. Because if you don't need to sell, then don't. If you're good and you're fine and you don't, you want to see what the political climate is going to actually do for 2021, sit tight. If you have a family and kids and you're good with the payment, everything is working out, sit tight. If you want to free up that cash, then do what you got to do. 
I tell um, a lot of my clients, and I tell you know a lot of my young investors. I even tell, um, you know, I learned this from my dad. He's like, a house is a house, you know. But when you talk to your wife, the house is a home, mm-hmm. you know. And it's a little bit harder for you actually to sell that because if I'm looking at it, I was like, babe, we can make one hundred fifty thousand dollars if we sell this house. We're doing it. Mm-hmm. I was like, and where are the point in time where we can actually take advantage of what Phoenix has to offer as far as being rated number three as far as inbound migration? you know, behind Texas and behind Florida. That means people are going to continue to come here, right? Prices are going to continue to go up, and we're going to have a continued equity. But who knows if something happens, you say, with, uh, with the presidency or he does an executive order on something, or like you said, we were talking in a previous uh, podcast, the perception of the market changes. Yeah. And that can happen literally overnight, overnight. guys, overnight. Yeah. Overnight, and then the market's done. Yeah. You know, and then supply, everybody's going to start offloading, and then you're, uh, if the interest rates start to go up, then everything seems to be a trickle effect, guys. So, I mean, so I don't want to be a fear monger. That's either, just how, right? you, that, but that's the reality of it, right? But that's the reality of it. One of the things I think that people really need to get in their head is that it's their ego. Their egos get in the way, you know, and say, hey, look, I don't want to rent anymore, right? Look, you lost your job. You got 150K worth of equity. You know, we need to talk about capital gains too for two seconds. That's a big one too. You know, you got 150 grand worth of equity. Go rent. Go rent a place for 1500 bucks a month. You know, you've got a lot of leeway there when it comes to, you know, just having that financial cushion. If it came down to a situation where the market did change, and look, we're not, by the way, full disclosure, we're not some gypsy or fairy bullshit where I can tell the future. I can't do it, right? Yeah, wish you could. In the real estate market, (laughs) I know, I'd be way more richer, you know. But the real estate market is a very, very big ship, and it, it takes a little bit of time to turn. But you nailed it. You said perception. If perception starts to change... Perception becomes reality, right? And so put away your ego. If you're scared and like your job security is no good and you have an opportunity to sell right now at, at what, what I would consider is Peak pricing, the height, yeah. height yeah. of the market, Peak. right? You're not going to find much more demand than this. Then sell, downsize. You know, let's talk about capital gains for two seconds too. What if somebody just bought their house six months ago? Owner-occupied. 20% tax, capital gains tax. Yeah, if you make more than I think it's like four hundred thousand. Yeah, you know, if you make less than that, I think it's fifteen percent. That's a big thing, uh, guys. Carl's going to explain let me a little bit more on capital two, gains. Two if you own a house less than a year, you're going to get taxed at your personal tax rate. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you own it for more than a year, so one to two years, you're going to get taxed at a long-term capital gains tax rate, which is either fifteen or twenty percent, depending on what your income level is. Now, if you are owner-occupied and you live in the house for you know the last two out of the last five years, maybe the last three out of five years, then you can go back to the IRS and say, hey, look, um, you know, my capital gains were less than 250000 as a single or 500000 as a married couple. You don't pay capital gains tax on it as of right now. Now, that may change. This has always been a challenge for Congress for a long time, looking to eliminate that capital gains exclusion. So with the changes in the political environment, I can't forecast the future, and I'm not going to be an alarmist. You know, it's been this way for a very long time. It takes a lot of uh, consensus to change something like that. Yeah. I don't think it's going to change in the near future. But, you know, if you've only owned a house for six months, yes, there's a capital gains consideration there. Between one and two years, you know, consider maybe if, you're at, if you own it for 23 months, hold out another month. You know, wait for another month. It's not going to turn that fast in a month. Now, if you've owned it for more than 24 months, fair game. Like, you're not paying capital gains tax, right? Opportunity to downsize. Take that tax-free income, you know, and go and put it into 
um, a savings account and live on it for a little bit. Yeah. You know? and there's nothing wrong with being conservative. Absolutely. And that's a big, that's a good thing that you brought up the capital gains because a lot of clients, you know, that I even that, that want to sell, you know, after a year, I was like, Hey, I want to take advantage of like, I made 50 grand on my house. Yeah, well, you really didn't. Yeah. Though. Well, after yeah. taxes and after like all the fees that you have to pay to actually sell the house hey, in that 50, you know, turns into 20, 25 really, really quick. Mm -hmm. Are you willing and able to put yourself in a position like that? Is that really worth it? Or should you say, just write it out for another year or even say two years and see, obviously talk with your accountant and see exactly which bracket you fall in to know exactly how you're going to be taxed on the gain from when you purchase it to when you're going to sell it. That's going to be the gain. Yeah. We're not tax advisors, guys. You know, yeah, this is definitely not even close to you that. Know, I don't want to think about those. There's so many yet, different tax well. strategies that you can use. You know, if you have an investment property, you can 1031 exchange it. You have a lot of different options. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying, so, so, so wrap it up for me in two seconds. You know, if you were an investor and you own multiple rental properties, what are you doing right now? Depending on the situation, if my tenants are actually paying, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get that's I'm, a different I'm, conversation. I'm in a good yeah. spot. I'm in a good spot. But if they're not, I'm definitely gonna be looking at my options because not those payments are being on those are on my table. Yep. So I would definitely offload them, especially after the new executive order that you know Biden put in where he's extending another two months. On the moratorium. That two, yeah, that yes. two months hurts. That hurts really, really bad. Yeah. Even when our clients or even when my tenants are, you know, late a few days, I'm like, hey, what's going on? I'm mm -hmm. gonna go knock on your door, see what's up. You just got to keep them in check. So for investors that are in a, in a pinch, start at least offloading a couple of those and maybe you can keep maybe keep a few or if you want to do all of them and then I'll at least allow you some leverage to where you can start making some of those other payments if you choose. Mm -hmm. If you're a family, um, I would definitely say hold tight. You know, if you don't have to, have to make any big changes, if you don't have to relocate or if you want to downsize or if you're looking for to get that dream home and you can carry a lot of what that equity you earned into the next house and obviously probably keep a payment around the same thing. But keep, keep in mind, guys, and we'll touch base on this too. When you sell, you also have to jump into the, one of the most aggressive buyer's markets Phoenix has seen in the, like, the last 15 years. So you have to come correct and know exactly how we're going to do that. And a good qualified agent will help you through that process. I'm more than happy to do so. Do with you that know team. one of those guys? I know a couple. And actually, I know one that's really specific. And he's right here. Josh. Yeah, he's right here. We can definitely yes. help you with yeah. that situation, guys. Yeah. It's, it's aggressive out there, guys. Right. It's insanely aggressive. You're not, if you're going to ask for, you know, below asking, your offer is rejected. If you're going to ask for closing costs, your offer is rejected. You sometimes even need to give them a post-possession so they can give them three to five-day buffer to move out completely and probably at zero dollars, you know, Yeah, for we're going to go into depth in that next week for sure. <clears throat> yeah, so no contingencies as well. So if you have a house to sell and then you're making a contingency offer, meaning this house has to close in order to buy the next one, your offer is probably going to get thrown out, you know, at the same time too. There's just so much to think about right now, guys. And that's one of the biggest things, and that's one of the biggest reasons why Carl and I really love to sit down, whether you're a buyer or whether you're a seller, we have that one hour you know, consultation and conversation to give you everything. And at the end of the day, it's going to come down to what, you, what matters most here in the heart. Absolutely. What are you going to put yourself through? You know, and it's going to be a good decision for you, or you feel like it's going to be a bad decision. It's not about here. You know, it's about here. It's just, is this the right move? And you and I will discuss that together. If you need 24 hours to think about it, perfect. Either way, we're going to be by your side. Why? Because we care. And we treat everybody like family, you know, from our hearts to your home. That's what we like to say. That was a great way to wrap that one up. Yeah. So if you're, so just to wrap it up again, guys, if you're looking to sell, let's have the conversation. Let's sit down and let's see exactly what your situation is and how it may benefit you. And if it, if it might seem like it's a little bit you know, on the edge, let's definitely talk about maybe in 60 days or maybe in six months or maybe even next year, and we can revisit that conversation. But if you guys are looking to buy, 
That's next week, baby. That's next week. Make sure you stay tuned because we're going to talk about that and exactly what it's like to buy here within 2021. And it's going to be an exciting episode, guys. Stay tuned.